Welcome, everybody, to the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. I am Kenny Oak, live here from the beautiful country of, of Afghanistan, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Chris Harris. Bubs, how are you? Well, I'm better than you. I'm actually back in the States where it's 90 degrees in southern Arizona, so I'm a little better off than you are, but I'm excited to hear from you regardless. <laughs> wow, thanks for rubbing that in, but you know, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful 45 right now. Uh, go figure. It's uh, kind of chilly, but you know, it's not too bad. I'm, I'm rather enjoying the weather right now. And it also sounds like the birds have gone that were there last time in our podcast, so that's good. Yeah, the, the birds are nowhere to be found. I, I hear some in the distance, and I'm shooting them shooting them some bad looks. Hopefully that keeps them away. I see you. You stay over there. Well, I expect them to come in at least mid-podcast to make an intro that's obviously unwarranted, but uh, we'll see if it happens. Yeah, I think the the birds are going to go over strong, Bubs. But uh, very good. Speaking of going over strong, uh, we've got we've got some big things coming up here soon. We've got a uh, elimination chamber coming up this weekend, which will lead into Fast Lane, which ultimately leads in to the showcase of the Immortals WrestleMania. Yeah, these pay per views at the beginning of the year are real important. Obviously, to lead up to WrestleMania, we're on the road to WrestleMania. If you ask Michael Cole, so the Rumble, Fast Lane. The chamber. We're on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Unnecessary. But we are. It is. And uh, SmackDown's version here. Good, uh, very good pay-per-view. Gimmick pay-per-view with a gimmick match. But uh, really like it. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Elimination Chamber coming up. And I. this is one of those, those few gimmick matches that never gets old to me. I love the Elimination Chamber because it is one of those things where you just cannot predict what's going to happen. You've got... You know, six guys in there that they're they're in this demonic structure. It's not the hell in a cell. Sorry for you know ripping that off. Yeah, don't but call it, that. Don't it, call it that. Jeez, it really is. And the elimination chamber match itself has led to a lot of uh, tremendous moments in the history of WWE. So I I love it. Yeah, and it seems like that it seems relatively new as far as a gimmick match, but it's been around for a while i guess it just seems newer because 2002 was the the first one so and i agree too aside from probably the rumble this is my favorite gimmick match for lack of a better word because there's so much unpredictability and you really don't know where they're going to go you don't know who's going to enter you don't know who's going out first it's just a, a lot of guessing and that's what i love about matches like these yeah the i i still remember the very first uh elimination chamber very vividly it was a survivor series uh, 2002 mm -hmm. i believe and uh that's where Shawn michaels uh came in and won his won his first title and last title since returning from his back injury so it, it was a very very awful moment for me being a huge hbk fan and it's just weird to think that that was his his last title that he won uh major his last singles title that he won in the company yeah but you know this firsthand that Shawn michaels doesn't need a title to be the top guy on the card and to put on great matches but it was really good that they gave it to him in his comeback because that triple h feud was very good in the early into mid 2000s oh yeah if not one of the best feuds of the early 2000s like they they wrestled a lot for the title and put on some amazing matches and you know it started with the uh match at SummerSlam, where they had the uh street fight and then really just took off from 
from there took off that elimination chamber where you know he won the title and then they they feuded for a while over the title really they feuded all the way until for, for the title all the way until at wrestlemania 20 back in 2004 when mm. chris benoit came in and won the won the title it's a great match yeah absolutely but uh yeah, the Elimination Chamber match itself always leads to uh, great moments. Uh, what are some of your favorite Elimination Chamber moments? Uh, Shawn Michaels winning, uh, first off. Naturally. It being the first one, it was a very good ending. It was the first one, and it went off, I assume, perfectly how they wanted it to be. And the reason I like the match itself is because most of the time, not every time, there are some clunkers in here, but it's really full with the top stars of uh, – of whichever brand, whether whether it be SmackDown or Raw, or even if it, if they're not divided up, but um, it's always good. It draws the attention because you, there's you know the the top guy usually with a title. There's like a mid card guy who might be getting a push. There's that one dude who's the number one contender, and then you know two or three other guys that you think, well, maybe he could or couldn't. So it's always it's always just intriguing. But aside from the Shawn Michaels one, I liked Chris Jericho beating the Undertaker when Shawn Michaels came in and super kicked the Undertaker. <laughs> which which led to WrestleMania between them. Yes, and anytime Jericho is in a match, it's usually just he puts on he puts on a great show and is and is really entertaining. Uh, unfortunately, I think he would he would have been perfect for you know this year. You know, having one of the best years of his career. If he was in this match, it, it would just make it that much better. Yeah, I, I agree. SmackDown is uh, they usually put on the better show weekly. But uh, I'm still excited for this year's match because I think uh, there's a good possibility that uh, Bray Wyatt goes over. Oh, I, I, know. I know you're excited for this so, match. There's a, obviously, that's a lot of internet really talk, not. but uh, I'm, uh, I'm a believer in it because yeah. I think it leads to the appropriate finish at WrestleMania. But uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, a guy like Baron Corbin is still very intriguing with the push that he gets from the company. So I'm, I don't know. I'm not 100% yet on it. Well, that's something we'll get into a little bit later, but uh, another Elimination Chamber moment I wanted to bring up, probably my favorite Chamber moment, it it didn't really happen in the Chamber itself, but it was a New Year's Re- Revolution 2006. Mm. Uh, it was that, the Chamber match itself wasn't that great. It was Cena, you know, doing his normal Cena thing at the time, and yeah. he ended up with uh, Carlito and Chris Masters and him as the last three. And of course he overcame them and, and won, uh, being super bloodied, but then they they pull up the pull up the cage and then Edge's music hits and he cash it becomes the first person ever to cash in the money in the bank. Oh yeah, and it was super unexpected and I think too for, first for yeah. Cena to Cena to go through hell and uh, to get the win in a, a really good match and then it seems like obviously the pay per view's over, but then the music hits and Vince, I think Vince introduced him, right? Yes, Vin, and, Vince came out and, and did the whole. Uh, he's cashing in his money in the bank, which was the last time Vince did that. After after that, it was just they ran into the ring and right, handed for, the briefcase for more of a surprise type deal. Yeah, and uh, but but once again, that led to a great rivalry between Edge and Cena over the title, which uh, they feuded for better part of a year over that so really with the elimination chamber not not only is it a, a great match but usually it builds upon feuds and creates feuds really good ones 
that last for a while afterwards. So, so I'm expecting a lot of good stuff from this match that leads into WrestleMania. Oh yeah, so am I because we have a uh, the intrigue is you have the Intercontinental Champion actually in the match with the chance to win the WWE Championship, which I'm sure is not going to happen, but it can develop into some type of a feud there to go into WrestleMania, maybe with a guy like Baron Corbin for a really good chance for him to go over and maybe win the title. So there's a lot of stuff that can develop here. And there's always the intrigue of who's a, who is AJ Styles going to face next because he can put on a five-star match with anybody. So there's a lot to be had. Uh, I think that's a great topic we should dive into is uh, where we see things leading after this pay-per-view. Well, really just after after this match. This is really the only, only match I'm really intrigued by i'm excited for the orton harper match i feel like they're really uh getting ready to give harper the singles push that he deserves he looks he looks to be in tremendous shape he's He's lost a ton of weight he looks fantastic yes the crowd loves it and i'm digging that as well so it's it's hard to say where that's going to go with randy orton having won the rumble he gets a shot at the main event so where does that put harper at that point whether he wins or loses i don't actually think that actually matters in this match I'm just hoping for a good match between the two, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if the push continues for Harper and if he maybe finds himself in the IC title reign area again and maybe in a triple threat match or something like that. Yeah, I, I really don't see him going over on Orton this close to WrestleMania and Orton being the Rumble winner and number one contender for the title, but I, I think he's going to put on a strong performance. They're, they're going to make him look strong, mm-hmm. but uh, really that's... It, it makes a really intriguing main event scene if what if we if what happens what we think is going to happen and Bray Wyatt wins you mm. know how does that lead into WrestleMania with those three? Well, honestly, I would hope that it's Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton one on one, and finally we get to see Bray Wyatt not put somebody over who's already over. I would hope that Randy would want to be the guy to let him not only. Uh, defend the title against him, but keep the title at WrestleMania because I think it'll go a long ways to establishing Wyatt and that amazing gimmick as the top guy on SmackDown. I also, I also think WWE has really turned a corner with their booking. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of things that uh, are really we're, we're seeing a lot of good booking mm-hmm. lately. So the way they've been booking Braun Strowman. Yes, uh, and you know, fans don't always, you know, have the best ideas. But you know, d- when WWE is at its best, when it gives the fans what they want, they always brag about, "Oh, we always listen to the fans," and they really haven't over the last, you know, five years. So th- things are really starting to to take an upwards turn, and w- which makes me think that they're gonna pull the trigger on Bray Wyatt and possibly give him not only the title but give him his big wrestlemania moment as well yeah i've really liked the last few months the brand split has really worked especially for smackdown raw is definitely pulling up the rear but it's getting better for them i really like what they're doing with braun Strowman, and obviously the introduction of samoa joe is pretty big we'll see where that goes but they are really setting up a lot of possibilities for this year's wrestlemania to make it better than last year's that didn't necessarily happen as I think the fans wanted, which made it be perceived as a terrible WrestleMania when really it wasn't just a, <clears throat> it wasn't a great WrestleMania, it had a terrible main event, but overall it was still pretty good. So I think they definitely want to try and top that this year. 
I mean, you were you were there at WrestleMania last year. Uh, I, what did you think about it, being there, seeing the spectacle in person? And you know, a lot of us watching at home did not really think it was a very good uh, WrestleMania. It was a decent pay per view at best. But uh, you know, being there, what, what were your thoughts? I definitely think watching it on TV took a, a little bit away from it because I watched it later on the network just to see what it was like and to obviously look for myself like everyone else would. But uh, seeing, being I'm there, pretty sure I saw you. I would hope you did. I was wearing a green shirt, Lucha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. the, the crowd was into to every match. I mean, starting it off with an unexpected Zack Ryder winning the IC title really got the crowd into it. They about eighty percent of the crowd cheered for John Cena, even though they were saying John Cena sucks when he came out. Everybody was still really into it, but everyone hated the outcome of the main event. Everyone booed it from the beginning. They weren't into the match whatsoever. Nobody was. I wasn't either because we all knew it was going to happen because there's no way Triple H could go over on Reigns. So the rest, the aside from that match itself, it was very strong. But it could have been a lot better because you want you want WrestleMania to be your best pay per view of the year, and it was by no means their their best pay per view of the year. And a lot of that's attributed to the just the attrition rate in WWE. Everyone was getting hurt. All their top guy, Seth Rollins, getting hurt was probably the biggest blow that they could have received. Oh yeah, because I I think he would have been yeah I think he would have been champ going into WrestleMania. Yeah, me too, which would have definitely added some uh, a different type of stipulation to the main event, and maybe we wouldn't have seen Triple H winning the damn Rumble just to get no. Roman Reigns over. But and, and I think it would have been, still would have been Roman Reigns in the main event, but against Seth Rollins. And I'm fine with I that. I think that, yeah, I'd, I'd be absolutely fine with that. Because Roman Reigns, believe it or not, can put on a hell of a match. Absolutely, every night. It's just, yeah, it's just the the situation just, he was set up to fail, unfortunately. And, well, it, it, was, it wasn't a good match, so it, it, it failed. Sorry, but I'm still, I'm still a Roman fan. I just, I just tweeted about 10 minutes ago about how, you know, you can hate him all you want, but he is a bona fide star, and people are going to turn around on him. And sooner rather than later, I think. Yeah, I think that it's actually looking better now. I said that a year ago, too, that maybe there would be a time when they could pull the heel turn on him then. But even now, I mean, I think it's getting better for him. He's he's just getting better in the ring, too. So this whole year could be a big Roman year, even though it seems like last year was a big Roman year because he won at WrestleMania. But it could be even better this year. All right, uh, let's let's switch gears now. I, I want to get back to talking about uh, Elimination Chamber coming up. And really, like I said before, I'm not really intrigued by many of the matches other than those two yeah. big matches I mentioned. But one that I am kind of interested in seeing is this uh, Tag Team Turmoil match, mostly because I think we're going to see a title change, and uh, it's going to be a team that we're not expecting. Because right now, the SmackDown Tag Team Division is super thin. Like, it is very top-heavy with American Alpha and the Usos, and that's it. Like, they really need to start building up some of these teams. They have some, like, Breezango. I love Breezango. They're super entertaining. But all these teams have no credibility. They need... I don't know how they can start building up these guys, but I do think there will be a surprise title change in that match. But I'm, I'm not too sure exactly who it'll be. 
Right. I think if they were to, to maintain the titles going into WrestleMania, there really would be no intrigue into the, the American Alpha defending against anybody. So a change here makes a lot of sense. And it won't be Slater or Rhino. I'm actually putting my money on the Ascension because they've been getting a lot of attention lately. They've been doing a lot better in the ring than they have because they've been ah. they've been called up from from NXT for a while and have not been getting the the push that they even deserve or need. So lately, we've seen a little a little better performance out of them. But uh, they're the only team that I'm really putting money on. I wouldn't bank on the Usos either because that gimmick of them being heel isn't necessarily working for the crowd either. So a lot of questions in this match, but I'm definitely intrigued to see where they go. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Ascension angle. I'm also thinking that they are the dark horse here to win the titles, just because on SmackDown they, you know, they were the they were left standing tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the only tag team left standing tall. So uh, I, I think that was a precursor of things to come. I think they want to try and find a tag team that they can build dominantly. And uh, unfortunately, since they've been called up, like you said, they just haven't been given any kind of push or any kind of They've, they've been jobbers, essentially. They've been mm-hmm. tag team jobbers. So I, I think it'll be good to put the titles on them and just make them a, a strong heel tag team champs going into WrestleMania where they will most likely drop the titles either back to uh, American Alpha or you know the Usos you know, go back to being faced because I love the Usos heel turn at first, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just not feeling it anymore. No, I think that they definitely need to create a true heel tag team that the crowd wants to hate, and the crowd wants to hate the Ascension for a lot of reasons. So if you want American Alpha to be more over, you got to put them up against something super heel. So go ahead and make them the last two teams standing. Go ahead and have the Ascension go over on them, and then build up a true heel-face type feud going into WrestleMania. And if you want to add a third team to it, maybe. I don't know exactly how they want to plan the, the match at WrestleMania, but I really think that needs to be done because... Again, if if Alpha retains, there's real no, there's not a feud with any of these teams that's really legitimate yet, and we're close to WrestleMania where I think they need to start creating something. And uh, I, I've got an interesting, inter- uh, interesting idea here, Bubs, about the WrestleMania card. You know how the last few years they've done uh, the IC title ladder match, yeah? Right. Uh, really, I'm not seeing. That happening this year, I think I think Dean's going to have a one-on-one match, that makes or sense. maybe a triple threat for the IC title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm thinking if there's going to be a ladder match at WrestleMania, this is this is a great year to have the uh, SmackDown tag team titles be on the line. Uh, have you know guys like Rizango, they could put on a great ladder match. I'm mm-hmm. sure uh, they have the athleticism. The Usos can uh, Ascension American Alpha. I think they would. They would have a very good uh, ladder match, you know, not not like a TLC match, you know, like back in the day, but just a just a regular old tag team ladder match. I think mm-hmm. I think that'll go over uh, pretty well. I think that makes the most sense. Now, I was actually pulling for the a cruiserweight uh, ladder match, but now that we know Austin Aries is going to be back, I'd rather see him go one on one against Neville because I think that could be a show stealer. So I'd rather see that one on one, and really, I don't care much else about anyone else in the cruiserweight division. Though I like Brian Kendrick and the gimmick, but those are the really only the two guys that I really care about. So if, if we're going to see a ladder match, which I definitely think we're going to see, it makes sense to put it back in the tag team title picture here because you have a lot of guys like the Usos. We know they can do ladder matches. We know that American Alpha is uh, super athletic and Breezango, they're just fun and entertaining. So whether they want to make it a, a three-way, a four-way, again, I think there's a lot of options there and probably the best choice. 
Uh, I'm also glad you brought up the cruiserweight division. Talk about the perfect shot in the arm. Neville has been mm. just a breath of fresh air in that division. Just a very stagnant division since it started. TJ Perkins was probably the worst choice they could have made oh, as, yeah. as champion. He was atrocious. Uh, his gimmick is that he's a gamer. I mean, come on, that's... Yeah, I don't even think it's a gimmick. That's, it's kind just, of, that's just him, and it's weak. Yeah, so I, I think, like you said, Austin Aries versus Neville would be just just what the doctor ordered for the Cruiserweight division, and just have them feud for a while mm-hmm. over the title would would do wonders for the entire division. Because they have really good people. Lo- oh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher is one of my favorite characters <laughs> in all of WWE. Yeah, and you, I think you said the right word. He's definitely a character, so he's getting... You know, people just laugh with him because he does, you know, obnoxious things. And he, he does some pretty good stuff in the ring, too. I think he needs to develop a little bit more, and he's going to keep getting over. But uh, I do like him. I do like the umbrella. Yes, the umbrella is fantastic. Uh, the umbrella is pretty over also. Yeah. Much like the list. Not 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 quite on the same level as the list. But you, you know someone has the skills and to, to be a top guy in whatever division he's in. Uh, if they can get inanimate objects over. And uh, he's done a good job getting that damn umbrella over. He really has. I think we'll see him more and more in the Cruiserweight division. When I think when I think they started this, I think the goal was, hey, the matches are going to be so full of athleticism and stuff that we haven't seen because we haven't had a Cruiserweight division in years that it's going to work and it's going to be fine. We realized that the matches but with these guys are not all that great and the lack of character development and gimmick development has really hindered them being recognized, and no one really cares when they change the ropes to purple on Raw. That needs to stop. Dear God, that needs to stop. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't need to see the purple ropes. I get, I get it that you want color symbology, I guess, but it's just, it's just an unnecessary piece. Yeah, and everyone is just super athletic and can put on great matches, but like you said, it's just, it's really lacking. The there's no storyline. Yeah, the lack of exactly. the lack of storyline is based on the lack of character by these guys, and some guys had it. And before. I'm not interested enough to watch 205 live. No. with what they're showing me on Raw. No, not whatsoever. So I don't know. Like I want established guys, and then I want guys that like when they did the tournament. I was into every single match because every match was was well performed, and I didn't care about a storyline or a gimmick. But when you come to the main roster, and that we're supposed to care about care about feuds and care about number one contenders. You have to do more than just put on great matches. We have to care about your promos, and we have to care about how you can you know be heel or be a true face. So they need to really work on that. Which is why Neville has just been so amazing since he's come back and developed this heel persona. He, we saw it in NXT. He was a great heel there, and he's he's showing his mic. His mic work and just his in-ring chops, you know, he's he, he's really dedicated to this new persona. He, he doesn't do as many high-flying maneuvers. He keeps things grounded, and he's mm-hmm. just – he's got a mean streak to him, and, you know, and it really, really makes me, you know, care about really just what he's doing in the Cruiserweight division, not really anything else going on. Yeah, and Austin Aries brings a piece of legitimacy because he's been elsewhere, and he's been a top guy. So for him to come into a division like this and go up against a guy that we used to care about in Neville when we were like, oh, where's Neville's little push, you know, when he wasn't getting a push and just flying yeah. around. Now that he has, you know, the, uh, a title, because it is one, I guess, now now we kind of care about it. So I, yeah, really I, guess, hope, yeah. I really hope that's the way they go in the future, at least to WrestleMania, is to let that thing go one-on-one because I think we could see a pretty good match. Yeah, but, you know, you, you know WWE logic, whenever 
they see dollar signs whenever you think of ladder matches and, and you think of cruiserweights in that ladder match. And I'm just afraid that they'll try and go that route instead of the obvious choice, which is Austin Aries versus Neville for the title. Yeah, we could end up with like an eight or a ten man cruiserweight ladder match with, oh, that, with guys <laughs> with a couple guys that that uh, were in the tournament and Gallagher and and them and then I don't know exactly if we'll see a title change because no one really deserves the title aside from Neville. But uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But that has nothing to do with the elimination chamber because those guys are on Raw and this is a SmackDown event. I know. So we will circle back around now. And you mentioned uh, <laughs> the lack of caring about most of the card. And there's yes. three women's matches on here. I want to point that out. So there's six matches. There to, there's six matches or seven total on the card with a pre-show match that no one cares about as well. Um, but Naomi's been getting a little bit of a push, and she's gotten pins over Alexa Bliss lately. How do you feel about maybe a little angle there with her winning here, or do you think Bliss is going to just carry it into WrestleMania? No, Bl- Bliss will definitely carry it into WrestleMania, where most likely I think Be- Becky Lynch will go over. They'll, they'll circle back around, give it to, <clears throat> give it back to Becky Lynch. That's just how how I feel it's going to happen. Unless what what most likely is going to happen is that Alexa's going to beat Naomi clean, and then uh, it's going to be a triple threat. I think between Becky Lynch, Mickey James, and Alexa Bliss, just so they can have the the star power of Mickey James, kind of uh, bring bring a few yeah. few more eyeballs onto the show. I was just about to ask you what what the intention is with Mickey James because she came back for a reason. She's obviously an established star, so they need to have her at WrestleMania for some sort. And I do think Triple Threat in that aspect works pretty good. I don't think Naomi will be in it, so between James Lynch and Bliss, I'd imagine that that would be the way to go. I I don't want Becky Lynch to win because I'm still not so into her as I used to be because Alexa is so good and she's so adorable. Oh, gosh, so adorable. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. And Becky Lynch and Mickey James are going to go one-on-one here. I don't really care who wins. I don't think it has any weight whatsoever. Same thing with the Nikki Bella and Natalia angle. I hate it. There's some... Oh, I forgot just, that match was happening. Exactly. Um, that's It'll, the one I'm least interested in. Yeah. I don't I don't care about that match at all. I don't think it weighs on anything except for... The internet has been making rumors about Nikki and John Cena versus Miz and... Uh, Maurice, I don't think that will develop much. No, that's, I, that's not going to happen. I want John Cena in the main event title picture in some way, shape, or form. So we'll see where that goes. What what I'm hearing about uh, Nikki Bella uh, from, from some credible uh, reporting is that, is that her Meltzer? neck injury. <laughs> you know, he's, you he's the most credible there. Yeah, we're so close. Uh, let me call Dave right now. Make sure to confirm this. But uh, no, I'm hearing that her neck injury is is starting to flare up again, and sh- I, I'm hearing she doesn't have a lot longer to go, wrestling wise. Yeah, with her retiring after WrestleMania has been the the rumor going around, and I'd be fine with it. I I do like her. I think she puts. She's definitely as far as women she's are got, concerned. She has gotten probably the most progress ever from somebody who was trash in the ring. To develop into somebody who can be the top woman on a brand, so she she did have that going forward. But now it's just I mean she she is older now, just like Natalia is. I don't necessarily care what they do with either of them anymore. At, at least Natalia is not going around farting during her matches, <laughs> so that's a plus. Okay. Anyway, 
uh, I, I think they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to build up uh, some more women that they can use uh, at the top of the women's division. So that's what they're doing with Naomi right now, and, right. and the fans are really digging her. She has an amazing entrance, that entrance, which I like. Yes, I love it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know her in-ring skills. She she's very athletic, and she, she has, has potential to be a a top of the a, a top babyface for sure. Yeah, she has definitely progressed and done a lot more uh, athletic things, and from the top rope, even we've seen her. So kudos to her for getting a lot better. And obviously, kudos to all these women getting a lot better. The women's divisions on both shows have progressed. Uh, at a much higher rate than you would have thought, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah, when, when we were talking about divas, that nobody cared about the divas division really, and they were still just pieces of eye candy who were trying to put on good matches. But now, there's actually potential that these matches could be good. Even even the Bella versus uh, Natalia match, it could be very good. I just don't care about the story angle whatsoever. Yeah, this this whole Natalia uh, attacked her backstage thing. It, it's yeah. just the it's a, it's a cheap way to build a face versus heel matchup. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen it done so many times, uh, but I, I guess this is this is just the only way that they can get them on the card. And I, I just think right now they're trying to get as many eyes on women's wrestling as they can because, like you said, there's three women's matches on this card, which is unprecedented, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it, it, it's good for the women's division, but I just couldn't care any less about that match. Speaking of not caring, how do you feel about your boy Dolph Ziggler being booked against guys like Apollo Crews, who doesn't deserve to be on SmackDown yet, and a former United States champion in Kalisto, who just keeps puttering around the lower card? Um, I think this match will be more about Kalisto versus Chairs. Because uh, right. he he's been in a he's been in a deep feud with chairs uh, over the last month. Right. He's not uh, been every time, that feud either. No. Every time Kalisto comes out, and and we watch it in the office here, and I've gotten everyone into wrestling, and then as soon as Kalisto's music hits, first thing out of people's mouth is, uh, "How long is it going to take for him to get hit by a chair?" <laughs> Which is a fair question. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I am a huge. Dolph Ziggler fan, you know that. I've been mm-hmm. one uh, really since 2010 time frame. Uh, I, I, they're trying to develop this heel persona of his, and I do think he's going to win this match rather handily. Uh, he's just going to beat the bricks off of Apollo Crews and Kalisa, which he should. Neither of them should be in a match with Dolph Ziggler. Right. Uh, especially Apollo Crews. He should definitely be in NXT right now, just developing his character. He has no character. Uh, there's nothing about him that makes me go, man, I could really get behind this guy. And, and I was really excited for him to be on the main roster just right. because I liked him. Uh, I liked what he was doing in NXT. Yes, it's, with the things he can do is marvelous. Yep. Like, it is, it is absolutely stellar watching some of the things he can do athletically, but he's got no character. So if he wins or loses, I don't care. It's kind of like... But not on the same level, but when Neville came up, you know, just the things Neville could do in the ring, you yeah. rooted for the guy. But, you know, if someone, no matter what you can do in the ring, if you don't have any kind of character, just like with, you know, we talked about the cruiserweights, if you don't have character, I don't care. Right. You're not going to put butts in the seats that way. 
And that's, I mean, Kalisto makes his money off of being a smaller Rey Mysterio, but without being able to talk or do anything uh, gimmick-wise. You know, he's just a luchador, and Apollo Crews has yet to develop any type of charisma to be able to talk well or do anything, really. And so that's why I think this whole angle is very cheap and weakly done, just to to take a guy like Kalisto, who the fans are behind. I like Kalisto. I like what he does in the ring, and they want us to like Apollo Crews. I mean, he got a pretty big push when he first came up. You remember that? And then it faded very quickly. So, and then they combine that with wanting to turn Ziggler into this this heel persona. But I'm wondering where does this go towards WrestleMania? Like this is the last pay per view for them before WrestleMania. So, what the hell are we getting for Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania? Are we getting Apollo Cruz going over here on Ziggler just to develop maybe a one on one match for Cruz and Ziggler? Like, that's that's what I think definitely could happen because I don't see a way ahead in this storyline for Dolph Ziggler to have anything legitimate going for him going into WrestleMania unless he's thrown into the IC title picture again. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I, I have to agree with you. I just don't see where this is going to lead to because I don't I don't think Dolph Ziggler needs to be in a match with either Kalisto or Apollo Crews at WrestleMania. He he deserves, you know, something bigger. Maybe he's he, in an he IC title Luke match Har- with He deserves Luke Harper. That's what he needs. That would that would honestly be a great match and if if you keep building him up to be uh, this heel that just, you know, is angry and just beats up on people, Luke Harper uh, would definitely get over as a face beating up on Dolph Ziggler. Right. Uh, the only other thing I could see going into WrestleMania is if Dolph Ziggler somehow uh, puts himself or somehow affects the Elimination Chamber in some way. Yeah. Uh, one of those people. Uh, imagine him and I. I, I don't think I. Th- I don't want to say this, but Dolph Ziggler is beneath AJ Styles at this point. But those two would put on a tremendous match at WrestleMania. That was the only question mark that I had because we've seen Ziggler and Ambrose feud. We've seen it. We've seen him and Miz feud. We've seen him and Baron Corbin feud. And we're not going to see him and Wyatt because, like I said, we, we think Wyatt's going over. Or Cena. Right, or Cena again. So that leaves maybe an AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler in a one-on-one maybe for a number one contendership. But, again, that all depends on what they want to do with John Cena in a one-on-one match. If we're predicting Wyatt versus Orton, then what does that mean for Cena versus Styles? Because at the two previous major pay-per-views, we've seen these guys put on a five-star match and a four-and-a-half-star match together one-on-one. So maybe they want to do it again. So the Styles thing is intriguing because those two would put on a great match. It really just depends on John Cena at this point for me. Yeah, I'm not too sure where they're going to go with John Cena on on this one because both of us think Cena's not coming out of the Elimination Chamber with the title. And and that would make the most booking sense. I'm really not excited about a Cena-Orton match. Now, we've been there, done that, and Mm -hmm. it's not that interesting. No. So where does Cena go from here? Uh, I mean, we, we can definitely we, we can dive into the actual chamber match right now and, and kind of go through some of the scenarios that we see coming out of that match and actually happening in the match. Yeah, absolutely, since that is the only really major part of the card that we want to see that has major effects going forward. Um, I definitely think that Ambrose will end up feuding with one of these guys in the match, at whether being, getting pinned or pinning a guy like Miz, maybe Styles, or even Corbin to develop a an IC title match at WrestleMania, which I think should be a one-on-one. I'd rather see that, I think, than uh, 
a triple threat because I think the triple threat kind of takes away the legitimacy of an IC title, which they still need to bring back up since it lost a little bit going to uh, when it when it came off the Miz. Yeah, as you were talking, I just I just thought of a scenario. I think, and uh, follow me on this one. What if we get a Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the IC title? With with that being the start of Baron's big push, he gets a he gets a big WrestleMania win oh. uh, again, back to back years with a win over Dean Ambrose to take the IC title. Or do you think the way that they've booked Baron Corbin, he he's above the IC title at this point? No, because I do think he needs to have some type of title to add legitimacy to him, to him and to the character. Just like Bray Wyatt has needed a title, but they've wanted to make him bigger than the IC title or anything. I don't think Corbin's character is on the same level as Wyatt's. So Corbin versus Ambrose makes a lot of sense, obviously, with Corbin winning. That, should, that would be a must. It just... I, I really don't know. If, if we're doing that, then we're kind of saying Miz is going to feud with John Cena into WrestleMania again, like we saw like six, seven years ago. I think it's been that long. God, has it been that long? I, I, I was back so. in 2011. Yeah, so, about six years ago. So that could be, because that it was a pretty good feud. We all agreed that Miz was by no means supposed to be in that scene, but he worked it to the best he could. And I think that's definitely an angle that could go, but do you want John Cena going up against the Miz without a title involved? I don't know if that's the best way. I'm still honestly holding out for the lights to go dark tomorrow night in the arena, which I'm going to, and watching this live, and The Undertaker appears and fucks over John Cena. That's what I want. I don't want him versus Roman Reigns. I know, but that is definitely, I believe, the angle that they're going with. However, I have been saying since last year that Cena needs to... It needs to be Cena Undertaker, but from everything I'm hearing is that they they've scrapped that idea. So I I know I've heard the I same know. thing, and they want it to be some type of passing of the torch for Roman to go over on the Undertaker. I still think it's too soon for something like that because not everyone wants that for Roman. I think more people are, are definitely coming around to the Roman Reigns thing more than they wanted to ever. But I think that it's, this is the Undertaker's last match. I think we can all agree on that. And I would rather it be against John Cena because it's never happened. Who's a bigger star to end it with than, than John Cena, right? I, I agree. And, and do you have, you know, I mean, John Cena would have to go over. Yes, he would, which I'm fine with. Yes. I, I think if anyone should have, like a, a lot of people talk about giving Brock Lesnar the win, breaking the streak, and Honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it was the best decision that they could have made. It, it made perfect sense, and they built Brock Lesnar into this beast, this behemoth. Uh, after that, so, so I, I think that was a great decision. And I think if anyone is going to put the Undertaker into retirement, you would think it would be John Cena. But right. are they going to try and build Roman as you know? He he said, "This is my yard now." You know, he's yeah. the big dog. They definitely, so, set it, they definitely set it up for it to be that. Um, I'm still going to watch it. I do think it could be a great match. Don't get me wrong. I would just rather, for for the sake of loving The Undertaker for so many years, I would just rather it be John Cena that beats him on his final match because I do think this will be his final match, and we all know he's going to lose. But uh, the only X factor we're not really bringing into this is the possibility of Kurt Angle coming onto the SmackDown brand for WrestleMania before he goes, well, after he goes into the Hall of Fame for like one more match type deal. 
that's the only X factor we're really not playing into any of these major top of the card guys when we're talking about matches. Yeah, but who who would he come in and and then have that that one last match with? I, I just don't. It would be know. AJ Styles because they've had a feud before and they've put on four and a half star matches before. So why not do it one more time at the biggest stage in Kurt Angle's last match? And AJ Styles lost last year at WrestleMania, so have him beat Kurt Angle to put on some legitimacy back onto him, and then he is back on the winning ways, trying to get the title again on SmackDown. I, I like where you're going with that, Bubs, but uh, I, I just don't – I don't know if Kurt Angle's going to have a match at WrestleMania, honestly. I, I think you know WrestleMania weekend's going to be his big you know, Hall of Fame coronation, and uh, I, I don't think it's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania. I, I don't think he's going to actually get in ring for uh, a few months after that. Uh, th- there's been talk about creating a stable with – him, Dolph Ziggler, and Jack Swagger just having like the, you know, the the amateur wrestlers come mm-hmm. together, uh, which I think I think that would be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, maybe leading to a match with Dolph Ziggler in the future. I think that would be a really good match. But I honestly don't see Kurt Angle competing at WrestleMania this year. I don't either, but you know, I'm a, I'm a mark for him, and I would really love to see AJ Styles and him go at it. I just think. I mean, he didn't show up at the Rumble like we were all expecting. I mean, it's it makes sense to have him do one more match or at least a couple more matches because he said he's going to do a couple more matches. We just don't know when they are. So I think WrestleMania it makes sense. You definitely want to honor a guy like that and get him on the card, I think. But it's very unlikely. I'm just thinking outside the box because we don't know where he's going to land. With all the star power on Raw, it makes sense to put him on SmackDown. All right, so uh, let, let's jump into the match. Uh how do you see it playing out? Uh, I, I do think Wyatt's going to win, but who, who is who's he going to be in there with at the end? I, I I believe Cena might might get eliminated earlier than expected, which which might lead to a match. Let's say the Miz takes him out, and that leads to a match at WrestleMania if that's where they're going with that, which I don't think. But uh, I, I don't think Cena's going to be the last person, you know, one of the last two standing at the end. I think they're going to try and surprise us and uh, really go with building somebody by having them pin Cena. Yeah, I've thought about this a couple times, and I think it makes sense to put AJ Styles in there from the beginning, him and maybe um, The Miz, and see see what that turns into and see how the crowd likes it. And then bringing in a guy like either Corbin or Ambrose, I don't care really much after that. And then... um, and then Wyatt, and then maybe Cena comes in last, or Ambrose comes in last. But regardless, I do think Cena is. It comes down to probably Cena is part of the last three, and he gets pinned by a guy like Styles or a guy like Miz. I absolutely think he's going to go out earlier than being the last one standing, for sure. Well, if it, if it plays out like that, you know, there's so many different ways you can because Elimination Chamber, like we said uh, previously, is a perfect way to set up future feuds and you know let's say someone like uh you know i don't think it's going to be dean ambrose because i think he's going to be the the chant the icy champ going into wrestlemania but but if someone like him were to you know catch catch cena with the dirty deeds and pin him uh I, you know if he wasn't the icy icy champ at the time i think that might be where they would go with that to try and really establish dean again because since his championship run you know, which was not a very good title run at all. 
Uh, he was not a very good champion. He 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 is in desperate need of some good momentum and to be in a just a really good program. Uh, we we saw what he is capable of uh, in the ring with John Cena, uh, Mike Wise, uh, when him, AJ, and Cena were were feuding together. Uh, I think that would have been a great feud. But like I said, he's going to go into the WrestleMania as the IC champ, and there is no way Cena will be going after the IC title. He, I, I think Cena's done with the uh, mid-car titles after his U.S. title run. Oh, yes, yeah, so do I. I don't think that, that that'll be an angle they pursue. I just thought of, I don't remember which chamber match it was with John Cena in it, but he, he took a code breaker from Jericho, bounced himself into the ropes, got stuck on the second rope, got hit by the 619 from Mysterio, and then stood up into the spear. He took three finishers in a row and then got pinned by Edge. So I'd like that to be some type of a, uh, a cool little spot that I think John Cena gets eliminated by. I'm trying to think of all these finishers that these guys have, though, and none of them really – they all end up you know, flat on the mat. So it's, yeah. hard for, it's hard for that to really happen. But I, I really don't see him being the last guy standing with who we're thinking is going to be Bray Wyatt. So if maybe AJ Styles p- steals another pin over him and can flaunt that as maybe an angle they pursue – but uh, I think The Miz makes the most sense because Baron Corbin versus Ambrose for the IC title is a push that makes sense for Corbin. So whether they do it with Miz or, or Styles or Wyatt, I really don't think it it matters because we don't know where the angle is going forward. But um, I think he should go out as maybe the, the third or fourth person eliminated, leading to probably Styles versus Bray for the end of it. Yeah, I think the perfect person probably – to get a pin on Cena would be would be Corbin. He he somehow finds his way into the end of days, and then Corbin flattens flattens him and then pins him. I think would do wonders uh, for Corbin leading into WrestleMania. You know, going up against you know Dean Ambrose for the IC title, he could definitely flaunt that he was the one that you know ended John Cena's title run. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he, you can definitely work it like that. You know, he he didn't take the title off of Cena, but he's the one that that ended Cena's title run, which could then, you know, you have Cena, you know, chasing for, to break the record. And if that's the case, you know, if, if a wild card happens and, you know, AJ Styles ends up winning elimination chamber, gets the title back. You have Cena styles for the title at WrestleMania, which would be a huge money making match. I don't think that's how it's going to go, but I, I think that would, it would make a lot of sense if that was the case. That would make a lot of sense, and it would be a huge headliner considering the SummerSlam match and the Rumble match that these two put on. And for AJ Styles in just over a year to find himself as the champion again or even contending for it again against John Cena as the, the final match on a WrestleMania card would be absolutely huge. I don't think it'll happen. It would. It does make a lot of sense because it, it's going to draw that crowd for sure because there's a possibility they could do what they did again at, at the Rumble. I just don't think. It I think it makes sense. a lot of sense for the for the Cena heel turn that we've all been uh, anticipating for, mm, for for a decade, for thirteen years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have you know AJ AJ beats him. AJ wins the Elimination Chamber. They go into their match at WrestleMania. AJ wins at WrestleMania, or is looks like he's going to win, and Cena just snaps, or he does win, and Cena snaps and just demolishes AJ. Yeah, and just takes takes to the mic and says, "I'm I'm coming after that belt. I will take it back, and I will break the record." 
I'm not holding my okay. breath for a Cena heel turn yeah, ever. Of course not. I think yeah. I think he's actually fine where he's at because he just puts on if he can continue to put on the match quality that he has for another year, maybe a year and a half or two, depending on how long he wants to stay. I could care less because he's he's still the guy. So I think he, they, they he have is. a couple other options, and if they want to use him as a way to maybe get somebody else over, even though John's been known for burying people and you know big match John always kicking out, they have a chance to yes. do it here with with one of these mid card guys. Uh, getting a win over John Cena at a WrestleMania, even though it's not for a title. No, and, and I think it'll be the whole getting the title, ending his title reign would be uh, a, a good story or a good kind of nugget that they can hold on to and, and brag yeah. braggadocious about in the ring, you know, in promo saying, you know, John Cena, you know, he, he's talked about as this big, this big legend, big match John, but I, I stopped him. I put an end to his title run it's because of me that he doesn't hold that title anymore the only issue i'm running into because this is the most excited and most certain i've been that we're finally going to see bray win right so mm-hmm. the, the only problem with that is that how often does bray wyatt win clean without having help from the wyatt family or somebody else it is very rare so i don't know because it since they never really built that up as him as like this great singles competitor doing things by himself, going over on other huge guys. He's always losing to other big guys to get them more over. So it's a little out of the ordinary, which I think is a good thing. But at the same time, it makes me a little bit concerned that he's not going to be able to go over by himself cleanly in a match like this without somebody from the Wyatt family being in the match. The only thing that I can see happening is if Bray doesn't win, he will then do everything in his power to get Orton the win at WrestleMania and then turn on Orton to go after the the title. That's the only logical thing that would make me not snap if Bray doesn't win. I would have a problem with that because if you're saying that Bray doesn't win at WrestleMania then in any type of legitimate match, then that starts a whole nother year over for him of being the guy that's still chasing and that can't get over, even though he has one of the best gimmicks we've seen in years. But, but what have we talked about? You know, we we want more slow burns. We want more developing storylines. Yeah. And you have, you have him stick with Randy Orton through WrestleMania. And, you know, he helps, he helps Orton keep the title with the Wyatts and then and then a SummerSlam uh, turn on on Orton or if, if Luke is even still in the Wyatt family at that point because he, he's still yeah he finally you know hit Bray but I, I think he's still you know you still see that he's loyal to Bray Wyatt yeah the slow the, it has been a burn though it's been really slow with Bray. And I think that now's the best time to capitalize on a guy who's obviously deserving of it and let him get over at WrestleMania and even here. But if we're talking about that, then yeah, that makes the most sense is definitely get Orton the win, but then we have to have an Orton versus Wyatt at the SummerSlam and Wyatt's got to go over then at some point. God damn it. At some point, Bray Wyatt (laughs) has to win. That's what I want. God, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm less sure about Bray winning, and because before we started this discussion, I was pretty gung ho about Bray mm-hmm. winning at Elimination Chamber, but 
the more I talk about, the more I think about the scenarios and how WWE usually books and how they would want John Cena at WrestleMania as the champ. Yeah, man, I'm starting. I'm starting to get nervous now. No, I thought about this a couple weeks ago. I didn't want to say it out loud because I think it's a jinx. But there could be a story that they develop with Randy Orton down the road for these two, and maybe because Orton would be the guy to get Bray Wyatt over. If anybody, if any one of these yes. top guys, whether it be Orton or Cena or Styles, you know, it's going to be Orton to get to get him over as that top dude. So, but at the same time, I do not see like 99% ah, 99% sure that John Cena is not winning this match. So, we're either getting Bray Wyatt or AJ Styles because you're not putting it on the Miz going into WrestleMania again. But man, the Miz is the Miz, the work that the Miz has done over the last year has been phenomenal. And if anyone is deserving to get put back oh, yeah. in a top spot, Within this next year, it's definitely the Miz. I am, and absolutely, I would be all for it. Yeah, I am down for that. I absolutely do not think it will happen because of the reception afterwards that Miz was considered one of the worst champions in WWE history. And at that time, absolutely, I agreed with that. But I don't think this is the right scenario to put the title back on the Miz one month before the WrestleMania because he has no legitimacy. He has no long title reign going into it, and he's been an established guy before. So well, it's hard to it's hard to be a good champ when they feud you with Jerry Lawler for yeah, the title. Yeah, uh, that, that a lot of that has to do with booking, and I think the Miz. It, it's taking him, it's taken him a very long time to get seven years, six years to get over that booking. But uh, I think he's finally at the stage where you know they could pull the trigger again on him. Because he's gotten a lot better in the ring too. Oh yeah. No, he's definitely deserving. I absolutely want to see him in the main event scene again, and he will be, I think, but not a month before. That's all. But uh, yeah, out of nowhere, though, Baron Corbin wins the— <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say Randy Orton. No. <laughs> Baron Corbin wins <laughs> the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber and goes into WrestleMania as the champion and faces Randy Orton. Randy Orton puts Baron Corbin over, and Corbin is pushed hard as the top guy. Boom, Dark Horse. Ooh, that, that's an interesting scenario, but it don't you think it's a little too soon for that? Oh, I absolutely do, but Vince doesn't. Why? Because Baron Corbin that's is true. like six foot eight and athletic. <laughs> and big men He used to be in the NFL. Yeah. So. Ask any of the big men who have worked for Vince McMahon, like Sid Vicious. They get their push, whether they deserve it or not. They do. They really do. Guys like Diesel being champ for over a year mm. and just terrible putting on horrendous matches but we'll see what happens i'm excited i will be there yeah. i'll be putting up some live pictures so hopefully you guys are <laughs> following us on facebook on the instagram or on the twitter because i'll be doing some live updates from there as well and we'll do uh, our next show after that we'll definitely reflect on it a little bit because there will be i'm sure some significant changes but uh aside and from that, some fast lane talk too and then we'll talk about fast lane which is a little bit intriguing going into it but we'll get into that but uh, the Elimination Chamber, it's a pretty good gimmick, and I'm excited for it. It's another good year for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it this year. I'm really excited for the main event, the actual Elimination Chamber match. I think that's going to be probably one of the most intriguing Elimination Chambers in a while. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, this is going to be – it's going to be a fun card. Uh, it's not going to be a – you know, one of the best cards ever, but it, it's going to be really fun, and, and I think people are going to enjoy it. And I think we're going to be surprised with the – with the finish. I do too. I mean, I expect big things from SmackDown and we're really close to WrestleMania. So they really, they can't mess this up. They know they don't have a lot of options. So it's really got to happen right as we get into it. And this is their last pay-per-view before we get there. So things need to be in line. Absolutely. 
And, uh, you know, like, like we've said before, we're really excited for this pay-per-view, and, and we hope you're excited, too. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Let us know what you think going into Elimination Chamber, uh, what your predictions are, who do you think is going to win the title. You can talk to us. You can find us on Facebook, uh, search Collar and Elbow Wrestling. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CAE Wrestling. Uh, we, do, we do a lot of discussions there. We're, we're going to be, like you said, Chris is going to be – uh, live tweeting at the event, uh, posting pictures. Uh, make sure to, if you're there, you know, let us know. You know, post some pictures, tag us in it. Also, uh, we're also on Instagram, and you can find us on if you, you know, haven't found us already. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Uh, go ahead, give us a give us a subscribe. Uh, share with your friends. Let them know. Tell us to come and join us online for some fun discussion, and uh, look forward to watching Elimination Chamber this Sunday. As always, we do this for the love of wrestling, and together we can make wrestling great again.